Welcome to the family with Alex Brandt Bernard Rasmussen, co-host Catherine Brandt, Tevin Pittman, and Andy Brandt Bernard. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, I have to do my racial report because oh. the kids are in the other room, and Tevin walks in and goes, "Okay, who owns the black Barbie?" Okay, well, in my, uh, wow. <laughs> no, in Tevin my always seeing skin color. We were yeah. talking. <laughs> all he can see. Me and Brittany were talking about Barbie because of the guests we're about to have on, and so I was like, "Oh, like." Is there a black Barbie? And then, of course, Sage walks in, and he just happened to have one, and so I congratulated him for having a black Barbie. But not fun for the white Barbie, though. He didn't congratulate her. I feel like everybody has a white Barbie, so I was like, you know what, Sage? (laughs) I think these are the first Barbies you've had in your collection of toys. I have purchased, because Fawn has never had any interest in Barbies. No. Here's what happened, everybody. (laughs) Here's what happened, everybody. There's a story. So my kids watch the Vikings game, I was at the Vikings game, right? And they were at your house. Yes, looking for you. Game, looking for me on the screen. Very natural thing to do. I still do it as an adult. Is looking for my friends on TV. They wanted to watch it. They wanted to watch it so they could see spot you. I never. I never was on there, unfortunately. But there was a Barbie commercial. Ah. And it's not even the Barbie that they care about. It's she comes with a dog that when you push its back down, it gives birth to three little puppies. Oh, I thought it pooped. Sage no. told me it poops. Well, you said during the commercial that the dog poops, and then Fawn was like, "No, it's having puppies." And so now Sage thinks it's hilarious that he's mm. it's pooping out puppies. <laughs> uh, and I am like, this all makes like, sense now. You do not poop out. Were you life. here when Brittany jumped out at, at Sage? Uh, I heard it. And she scared the piss out of him. Like, what are you doing? Might have scared. Him. So they asked if they could have these puppies that were part of the Barbie package. Whatever. And I was like, fine, you don't even care about Barbies. She's like, well, I'm getting into Barbies now. And I'm like, you just want the dog. Mm -hmm. Right. But (laughs) they made some money this summer. They were in a photo shoot and they each made some money. And I was like, if you would like to buy them for yourselves, you can do that. I was like, I will not be purchasing this for you because you're going to be excited about it for three days and then never look at it again. Right. And it's got a bunch of little pieces, and it's the thing that stuff that I can't stand. And so I'm like, you do have money. <laughs> if you want to pay for it, you go right on ahead. You're it's thirteen dollars. Really well. It's like it's thirteen dollars. Right. Well, you, know you do what you're gonna do, and then so they have to pay me back though, because I did it on my Target app, so they each owe me thirteen dollars. I, I had a toys toy story. I begged and begged and begged and begged for silly sand. Stuff yeah. that supposedly you could build on the commercial. Yeah. Gorgeous sand castles, it's you like, know, mm-hmm. like three feet high. And I was like, yeah. I want to do that. There's like kinetic sand oh, is kinetic what it's called sand. now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I was yeah. just so excited for it. Mm-hmm. And I begged and begged. And my dad said, you know, it looks better on the commercial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it always, then it always does. does. In real yes. life, I'm like, oh, no. This is oh, legit. No. This is 100% oh, no. legit. This is I have to have deal. this toy. I'm going to die without it. He finally, and my dad never gave in, ever, to begging. And I, I got it. And Took it home. It? it was the worst <laughs> toy ever. I hated it. Well, it's just sand. Oh, yeah. And you could yeah. build something about a half of an inch tall before it just kind of like blopped all over the place. It was blopped. terrible. Kinetic sand <laughs> is pretty good. This was not. No, but this was no, just yeah. like some sort of very, very fine sand that you put water in. And oh. then you squirted it out like a, oh, it was, okay. like a dropper sort of a thing. And you were supposed to build 
microscopic. Oh, yeah. I know what. Yeah, <laughs> I little know. tiny yeah. things. In the commercial, it's like oh yeah, oh above. yeah. You were building Buckingham Palace. Oh, you know okay. everything with silly sand, and silly it sand. was. Uh, I learned that commercials lie. <laughs> no. Googling silly sand, I found one of the worst ideas I've ever seen for a kid's toy, what courtesy of Crayola. Oh, dear. Uh-oh. It is uh, strawberry, green apple, and blueberry-scented play sand. So you just so eat you it. Eat so you so just eat it. Kids are just going to eat, eat it. Because it sounds delicious. <laughs> smells like fruit. If you why, why would you do I mean, that? Kids eat sand anyway. Well, they're yeah. either eating it yeah. or they're like leaning in and taking a deep breath of it and now getting yeah. sand in their yeah. mouth. Or throwing yeah. it in their parents' eyes. That's you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like Get some silicosis going. To my brother-in-law. <laughs> I got Jude ate more sand than any dog I've ever seen. Yes, yeah, Jude's a sand eater. About, I don't know, $1,600 in sand eating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go, Jude. <laughs> He's special. He is he lo- special. He loves to go to the beach and eat sand for some reason. He's not allowed yeah. to go really? to the beach. He cannot anymore. go to the beach ever again. He's had two chances and he's failed on yep. both. Like when both he poops, them. it's just sand. Just sand <laughs> afterwards. That's just Because like most dogs will eat like grass. Like he does that. Yeah, he's got pica. There's something yeah. wrong with this he eats dog. He eats absolutely yeah. everything. Yeah. He has a screw loose. Yeah. Ooh, a screw loose. That's kind of negative. No. He has a screw loose. He kind of does. does. <laughs> he kind of does. I'm not does. saying that it's him. a bad thing. I'm just what? saying okay. it's what it is. It helps. He's got a huge personality. There is a God because <laughs> last night, <laughs> and we don't know why, but Catherine and I got home from the Twins game. Oh, yeah. Who won? The, we not left the early. Twins. Oh. <clears throat> the other guy. The Dang other it. guy. That's who Dang won. Dang it. The other oh, one. Way. That's who won. Oh, way. But now I forgot what I was going to tell you. Oops. When we got home from the Twins game. Oh, we got home from the Twins game. We just, I got about a half an hour before I have to go to bed. So we sit down to watch Corner Gas. And Jude, for some reason, was losing his mind. He was a nutball last night. I thought maybe he was going to have a hemorrhage or something. I didn't know like what was happening. He eat a blanket. I'm like, what is he doing? Gagging? <laughs> and yeah. taking the blanket and picking up like he was going to nest, but... Like there's something in it, and he's jumping back. Like there's something in the blanket. Oh, I thought something was in the blanket. I think yeah. he was having a little bit of a stroke. <laughs> you hallucinating, Jude? Okay, bud. Mm-hmm. Jude sure hallucinating. There was a little stroke Yikes. going on last night. Yikes. Nice job, Jude. Way Yikes. to go. Typical, typical frog. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Uh, it's a special case. Now, Alex. No, at Dad. some point, we we don't have to do it for the whole thing, but at some point, we should probably have the kids in when Robin Gerber's on. Don't you think? Mm. I, don't I don't think if that. I, I don't idea. think if I were promoting oh my, my book, I would want yeah. children to come in and well, commandeer. Be so excited about it. I just don't know. I don't know that that would go as you are hoping that it would. <laughs> <laughs> that that Chances the, are, the it would not Chances go well. <laughs> they could be in the end of the show for like a little cute farewell. But yeah, okay, we'll do that. I don't think. We'll do that because I just, you know, I don't want to upset the apple cart here, but I just thought they would be very excited to talk to somebody about inventing Barbie. Ruth, what was her name? Her name was Ruth something. Handler. Oh, Ruth, Ruth Handler, there you Ruth go. Something. I hope she's not listening. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the woman who invented she's... Barbie. Oh. Ruth, Ruth is Oops. long dead. Yeah. She Ruth, won't be on the yeah. phone. She's oh. long dead. I didn't mean okay. to do that. I'm sorry. What? Oh. Print? Uh-oh. What are you printing? My forms for my new job. Okay, well, why don't we just sit here and listen to this? I didn't what? mean to. This computer, if you touch the thing yeah, twice, it presses ball. the button. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you tap ball. it. My, I'm not used to that. I have a lot more paperwork to Ruth print out. Handler. <laughs> Andy said handler. Yeah. Well, I'm just confirming that, <laughs> that Andy's right. Andy, you're right for once. Hey, That's what your mom you just know? said, basically. 
What do you know? Basically, that's it. But I think it's going to be interesting to talk because that Barbie thing still has not gone away. Isn't it still well, one of the top movies? It's in the, the highest grossing Warner it Brothers is movie of all time. Breathing fresh Jeez. life into the whole Barbie franchise. Really oh, my goodness. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Well, we have Robin on the phone. Well, Robin, Robin, Robin Gerber with us. How you doing, Robin? I'm doing good, thanks. I'm glad to hear. We were just talking about uh, Barbie, how Barbie's never going to go away completely. There's no question about it. And now Progressive Insurance is using a guy talking about going to Barbie land to sell insurance, <laughs> which I thought is kind of interesting. But, you know, he said, and he says at the end of it, and Barbie, Barbie has a boyfriend. I can't tell you who it is. I'd like to, but I just can't. He's still claiming to be Barbie's boyfriend. I'm like, oh, okay. Whatever works. How did you get involved with with Barbie? Your interest in Barbie in the first place? How did that happen? Well, I'm a biographer who writes about women. My first book was about Eleanor Roosevelt, uh, leadership to Eleanor Roosevelt way, and um, I wrote about Catherine Graham, who is the publisher of the Washington Post during Watergate. Oh, sure. So I was really looking for another woman to write about. And I found the story of Ruth Handler in a book about women executives. And I was quite shocked. I didn't know who she was. I mean, after all, she founded the largest toy company in the world and created the Barbie doll. I had no idea. No. I had no idea. Yes. Women's history is often buried. So I've been on a mission to change that in my own small way. Yes. Yes. Was she on the cover of Time or voted... Business person of the year, or anything like that? Uh, I, she was. She had many honors within the toy industry. 
Okay. Uh, unfortunately, in the 70s, she uh, fell off the legal wagon a bit and cooked cook the books of the company. Oh, um, yeah. At the same that. time, oh. yeah. Kind of had her, she had a Martha Stewart moment. And uh, she never went to jail, luckily, but she also had uh, breast cancer at the same time oh, and had gosh. a mastectomy. So a terrible time for her in the 70s, but... She came back with a wonderful company making prosthetics, which did not exist for women who had lost their breasts. What? Uh, the, yeah, that's really? right. In the 70s, first, first of all, you never told anyone you had breast cancer because it was your fault somehow. And secondly, the prosthetics were just lumps that you stuck in your bra. And when she discovered this, she founded a company making breast prosthetics of different sizes and shapes and went out and fit women personally in salons that she created within major department stores. And it was a wonderful redemption for her. It changed her life because she saw what it was like to really help people directly. And then Jill Barad, who was uh, the CEO of Mattel in the 90s, brought Ruth back into the company. God, what a story. That and what, what was the first year of Barbie? Was that like the 59. 50s? 59? Year I was born. Yep. <laughs> That was the year you were born. You and Barbie came in the same day, as a matter of fact. Why, mm-hmm. why did Barbie blow up so huge? Because I would have been eight years old at the time. And I do remember Barbie just, for some reason, just took off. What happened? Yes. Well, I was seven, by the way, so I was the perfect age for a child. Um, Ruth had a high-concept idea. What we now talk about is a high-concept idea. A simple idea that really spoke in a very universal way. And watching her daughter play with paper dolls with her friends and play at being adult women, and it's very frustrating to play with paper dolls. So, But they did it because they loved pretending that they were grown-ups. Yeah. And she watched them and said, little girls just want to play at being big girls. And that was the high concept, you know, that little girls just wanted to pretend to be whatever they wanted to be. And, of course, in the 50s, we were being told, there's only one thing you can be, a mother and wife. And so this doll created a different idea, a different context for little girls. You know what's amazing, Robin, is just before the show, and he didn't know that you were going to be on today, we're talking to Robin Gerber about uh, the book Barbie and Ruth, the story of the world's most famous doll and the woman who created her. So our friend Tevin is in studio today. And he's a black man in America today. <laughs> and he walked in the other room. And by coincidence, Robin, and I mean flat-out coincidence, our seven-year-old granddaughter and five-year-old grandson walked in, and they both have a Barbie, one white and one black. And it was <laughs> what timing. That was wonderful timing. So, yeah, and speaking of having a black Barbie doll, was there? how long did it take for, I guess, the Barbie franchise to introduce Barbie as a black person or as any minority? Uh, well, I think it was um, about a decade, but the, I think the Christie doll came out in the 70s. Forgive me if I'm, if I'm wrong about that, but uh, it, they really were responding to what little girls said to them. So the first thing little girls wanted was a boyfriend, which is how Ken came out pretty right. rapidly after right. Barbie. Um, so, and of course they were trying to read the markets and of course there was racism. So mm-hmm. I think that all combined to have it be, uh, a, a lengthier time than it should have been. 
but of course today they are making dolls of every every uh, ethnic look, every uh, hair and body type, and um, flat feet and high heeled feet. You know, it's it's much more inclusive. The brand has really, really embraced the idea that this doll should represent inclusiveness. I think it's when I had a little girl that there was a big backlash against the Barbie franchise because of the um, proportions, her body proportions. Yeah. Oh, okay. And people were like, don't buy Barbie. Uh, you know, and then they, they, they responded to that. And I was the whole was is Barbie still different? Is she still like more like a normal person <laughs> or is she still gigantic? No, boobs they, and... really, it, I think you're talking about the 60s. And... Yeah. Well, you know, second wave no. feminists saying this doll is going to hurt girls' body image and you know really not be good for girls. I think, um, you know, that could have been for some, but I frankly haven't seen any particular evidence of that. What what the doll was actually feminist in the sense that little girls were able to pretend to be things that they had no other way to play out the thought that they might be an astronaut or a race car driver or whatever it was that might have been off, you know, out of the normal uh, idea of what a girl could be. I also think that we don't, you never hear anyone say, oh, boy is playing with G.I. Joe. That's really going to harm their body image. Right. Because it doesn't. Because boys aren't objectified. You know, boys are not valued more for how they look than how they think and what they can do. Mm -hmm. But girls are. Right. And that's still true to a large extent. So I, you know, I think on the whole, she offered something that was more progressive and important. You know, Robin, I got to tell you, when you were discussing this about five minutes ago, uh, again, uh, Tevin, black man in America today, when you said there were only <laughs> white Barbies, he stares at me. Would you stare at me? I didn't I'm invent Barbie. Right you every you time you say black man in America today, I just, like, I'm curious where this is going to go, so yeah. I want to make sure yeah. that I'm... <laughs> He's giving me an evil stare because there were only white Barbies when I was eight. <laughs> I mean, it's not not surprising. You would, it, it, it obviously today isn't, or today is more progressive and inclusive than it was back in the day. And mm -hmm. as and with, like, things that are a lot newer, you get a lot of pushback. As you were doing your research for kind of the origin stories of Barbie, was there a lot of, like, pushback where... People were like, oh, this will never catch on, and now they, you know, 50 years later, it's still around? Yeah, very much. Uh, you know, Ruth was told by her male designers, who actually you know, manufactured the toys, that there was no way uh, mothers would buy their daughters a doll with breasts. That just wasn't going to happen. So, you know, it took her several years before she found a doll for them to copy, which was being sold in Europe and had started its life as a gag sex toy for men. Oh, jeez. What? Yeah, it was a doll based on a cartoon called Build Lily. And Lily, in the cartoon, Lily. was essentially a prostitute. And That's a great cartoon. <laughs> nice cartoon, yeah. Robin. The cartoonist had the idea that uh, making her a dimensional doll would appeal to men who wanted to hang the towel from their rearview mirror or something. Um, oh, so it, she certainly started her life in a very sexist way, uh, Barbie did. But when Ruth saw her, she didn't know anything about the cartoon. She saw the towel in a toy store. And 
brought it back and said, copy this. this Eureka. Is what I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah, Eureka, exactly. Wow. That's, um, so uh, Alex said, um, our daughter here, here said that um, she spent some time in prison. How many, how many years was she sentenced? No, not in prison. Oh, oh wait. Not in prison. Taxes. No, tax. Well, she said, yeah. Yes. We talked about the tax event. So she yes. never went to prison. No, she had to do 2,400 hours of community service. Oh, that's it. Okay. And well, pay. she did go oh. to jail. And pay some sort of fine, like, you know, $24,000 or something. But that's it. Well, let's ask. It the, sounds like I, you have a historian there. <laughs> well, I did see the Barbie movie. And, um, <laughs> well, they didn't have those details. Yes. They didn't and, have those details. Well, I think she actually did mention at the end of the movie, because Ruth was in the movie. She oh. made an appearance a few times in the movie. Okay. Um, and really? she mentioned at the end something about, like, shady business dealings or tax problems or something like that was just kind of mentioned and oh. so i googled it after we saw the movie and that's how i figured oh, it out okay. yes yeah so yes a historian problem but yeah <laughs> yeah they talked about an irs problem but it actually was a, a sec securities and exchange commission that found that she had uh fiddled with the stock price in a way that Ooh. violated federal law <clears throat> did she but actually she did do it Yes, I believe she did. She pleaded okay. no contest, which ah. is a guilty plea. And um, the judge, she had breast cancer at that time. She had a mastectomy, and I think he kind of took pity on her and gave her community service instead of sending her to prison. Because yeah, she had said that her illness made her confused with business dealings. Oh. oh. I hate, I hate when that happens. That's pretty sly. Well, you never know. But yeah, medications, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So she found, she, with her husband, founded Mattel? Yes, um, they did. And there was actually a third man that, that's the Matt in the Mattel. Her husband was Elliot. Somehow oh. they left her out, but she never really forgave them of for it. But Matt left very quickly. He couldn't handle the pressure of business. So they bought him out. He he had bought in for $10,000. They paid it back to him and said oh. goodbye. Oh. Uh, so that was just her and, and her husband. But her husband was the designer and creative force. She was the corporate leader, the salesperson, the person who was a, just great at management and business and making budgets and that kind of thing. She was a natural corporate leader. So I have to ask you a question. Did did this inspire G.I. Joe? Was G.I. Joe around before this? I mean, how did that happen? No, I don't, I I wouldn't say so. And um, I I think they came out around the same time. I actually can't remember the answer. Someone someone Google that. But um, (laughs) certainly when they Someone, uh, they were, when they were designing Ken, G.I. Joe was around at that time. So I'm oh. going to say that it came out very close to the same time as Barbie. And a couple of years later, Ken came out. And when they had a whole discussion about whether Ken should be anatomically correct in any way. Oh, God. If you know what I'm saying. Oh, no. You mean very strong <laughs> yeah. chest muscles? Is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> You know, it's interesting about that because I would have been, as I said, eight years old, and I never had a, a G.I. Joe because I thought, I'm not playing with dolls. I had no interest in playing with dolls. That's kind of interesting that that, that happened. for girls, I guess. 
No, I just, I didn't judge girls or boys. I just had no interest in it myself. My, my brothers had those little tiny bo- like yeah, barrels little army of men. army men. Oh, yeah, those little yeah, tiny, yeah, yeah, yeah they little green played ones. with those. Yeah, the little green guys <laughs> that show up in Toy Story. <laughs> what was, does any, has anybody ever studied the purpose of all this, you know, men, women, women can't do this, men can't do that, skin color, this. That. Why did this all happen? Why, why didn't we from day one just go, hey, why don't we stand shoulder to shoulder and move on? Was it the physical strength of men that they just couldn't handle, that they couldn't handle their own strength? What happened? How much time do you have? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's a whole other podcast. That's a series of podcasts. That's a series of podcasts. Well, so a long time ago, one bacteria learned that if it was bigger than the other bacteria, it could eat it. That's true. Yeah. That's a very good and point. Same with that fish. was day one. That, same with fish and dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. the, most, the most important uh, point is that we have not achieved full equality for women, for racial minorities, uh, you know, for for people of different genders, as we're seeing now, as that's being recognized, that we don't have a fully equal society. And I think that that also contributes to the attacks on democracy that we see going on right now. I think that's what the deal is. I, I, did, I mean, advertising, obviously, they've made huge steps. I mean, you watch a commercial nowadays, there are very few honky men in those commercials. Hmm. Yeah, the pendulum's <laughs> almost swung all the way to yeah, the it has. Swung. It has. I don't know if I call that progress so much as yeah. the same problem, but on the opposite yeah, end. Yeah, I know. It just makes no sense. Can't human beings just go, hey, why don't we all just get along and, and be the equal and everything? Can, be, we, can we not achieve that ever? Yes. Whoever has power will fight to keep that power. Well, let's I start suppose. on the freeways, can we? Yeah, we start on the freeways. <laughs> Jeez, I was terrorized twice coming over here to work. Oh, Jeez. <laughs> What's so interesting for me... Robin, is the fact that I was raised by my mother and my two older sisters. My father was gone, and my brother was in Vietnam, so I was raised by women my whole life. So I I think I have a different view of women than most men do, because without them, I don't know what I would have done, right? That makes sense, doesn't it? Yes, I I really have found um, that uh, when I talk to people about sexism and women's place in society, that when I talk to men that men who grew up with women or who have daughters uh, are much more sensitized to what the culture, how the culture excludes people. I mean, if any dime came into the house, my mother brought it in, so I couldn't exactly go, well, you're not as good as a guy. I I never thought that (laughs) once in my life. You know, all my stuff, well, to tell you the truth, although I will tell you something, Robin, last night we went to the um, Minnesota Twins game, and we found out that a, a person at the game that was in the uh, area with us was getting divorced for the third time. And I said, you know, it's interesting about that. I just don't understand that because Catherine and I have been together for 42 years and we've been married for 39 years. And we never once thought of getting a divorce. And I looked over and she was staring at me like, really, is that what you think? I don't know if you, you have thought, thought about it. About it. <laughs> yeah, maybe I hadn't thought of it, Robin. Maybe that was the problem we were having. But no, I, I think, Alex, you're our daughter. I mean, you, I am. I think so. <laughs> last anyway. time yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just for new listeners. As long I'm as I'm aware. <clears throat> but no, I mean, have you ever seen me judge women differently than men? Yes. You have not, you liar. Okay. Oh, wow. She's making it up as she goes along. There's some benefit in stabbing me in the back there, Robin. I will tell you that. Okay. It's all true. Well, and there's some benefit for you in... 
you know, just considering whether she might be right. Oh, Robin's on your Thank side. You, Robin. Okay, see, here Thank we you, go. Robin. Typical. No, but in any case, I, I just think, is it good for children to play with, with human figures like dolls, whether it's, you know, it is Barbie or it's G.I. Joe or whatever? Do they have a better understanding of what being human is all about because of dolls, or is it worse for them? I, <laughs> I, have you seen the Barbie movie? I forgot if you said you did. No. Because she I, opens the movie. Well, she opens the movie with 2001 Space Odyssey kind of images of these little girls playing with other dolls, baby dolls. And then coming upon this huge figure of Barbie, it's really quite hysterical. So, I mean, dolls go back to ancient Egypt and I'm sure beyond that. So the idea of humans playing with images of humans must be something in our DNA. Yeah. Well, imagination Oh, dear. Um, imagination play is huge for children. It is, it's isn't it? like the best thing that you can do to prepare your child for anything is have them do imagination play. Because they're the mother or the father because the doll's smaller? Is that what it is? Not really. Well, the whole point of what is going on with my phone? Um, right, maybe <laughs> allergies. I get that with allergies. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> two weeks I'll show up and my voice will be two octaves lower. Um <laughs> No, the whole point of Barbie and the the whole opening of the Barbie movie is they're talking about the only opportunity that girls had to play with dolls was to be the mom. And it was baby dolls and you were taking care of the doll and you were the mother. And the whole point of Barbie is women can be anything. Barbie right. has, you know, 500 different jobs and you, these girls see themselves in Barbie and so they can play out any scenario they want to. They can be a veterinarian. They can be a lawyer. They can be a well, yeah, architect. You well, know, just growing like up, anything. use visualization techniques all the time for successful things and mm -hmm. athletic things. And it makes sense that children yeah. might need a little prop to help that mm -hmm. along. Mm -hmm. No, that makes sense. I just, like I said, I was never into dolls, so I don't really, but I, I suppose growing up as a boy in America, I didn't need to be into dolls. Well, and I was never into dolls either. No, you really weren't. That's I true. had Barbies, and I would close their heads and doors and pop them off. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I did, I did much worse things to my Barbies. Yes. <laughs> you did? Well, it's really Bubble funny. mastectomy on mine. <laughs> See? I feel like that's like the start of every, like, serial killer documentary. Yeah. Well, no, I wanted to see if she was hollow. That yes. was my big uh, thing is I wanted to yeah. see if she was hollow. That it's was a very important hollow. thing for me. Well, and it's funny because in the Barbie movie, there's a weird Barbie. And it's like her hair's cut. She's drawn all over. She has super weird outfits. And she's always doing the splits. And it's like every, but every girl that's had Barbies has had a weird Barbie that they're just like, I'm just going to mess this thing up because yeah. I can. I had a chatty Kathy that I took out. I not so chatty anymore, are you? <laughs> I opened up her abdomen and took out the thing because I wanted a tape recorder. Mm -hmm. I thought there was a tape recorder in there. Okay. Yep. I know. My mother that was pretty sense. horrified at my trail of terror yeah. in She's my closet. A serial killer. <laughs> this is gosh. where it starts. And then on to bugs and then animals. Did Barbie no. ever say, we're your toys, Sid? <laughs> No. Oh, we geez. see everything. Yes, head spins around. Magnificent. Um, so I got to believe, Robin, that this Barbie movie that's out right now has got to be pretty good for people if they're seeing such success coming from a, what's supposed to be a young woman, correct? I think there's a, you know, a lot of uh, ways of looking at it that are all true. I think post-COVID, people want it. 
we're really uh, happy to have a movie that was just fun and funny. Mm-hmm. And ha- you know, it has some interesting, profound moments, but mostly that's what it is. Uh, the Greta Gerwig is a genius, in my opinion, and she's broken ground for women, absolutely, with this with this phenomenal, truly phenomenal, worldwide phenomena of a movie. And it, it shows the depth of this toy, which Ruth thought would only last about three years, but here we are almost 65 years later. God. So there's 65 years of people who have played with the doll, collected the doll. There's a big, huge collector's community around the world. Uh, and this spoke to them, and I think it was a very smart business move. A relatively new CEO at, at Mattel had the idea of capitalizing on their brands and of course, they started with Barbie because it is the big brand. No, it is. There's no question about that. Now, is this is this becoming one of the biggest movies of all time, I would imagine? Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't know where it is today, but we shall see. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's making tons and tons of money. I know that everybody has pretty much gone to see it. The only problem that I have right now, Robin, and to tell you the truth, is I, I love to go to movie theaters and sit and watch a movie. But now it's all either cartoons or it's, you know, uh, these battle movies, you know, yeah. the Battlestar Galactic. Or it's all, all Battlestar. <laughs> I don't know. I don't watch that the stuff. The only so video game he knows about. Battlestar Galactic is a show from like the 70s. I don't know. I don't watch that stuff. So I don't know. Clearly. Do, he just said the word is. battle and that's the first mm-hmm. thing that he could. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, I'm just saying, I, I just... Movies right now are not made for people like me. They're you mean just not. people in general? No. Because it seems that way sometimes. It does seem sometimes it's not made They're for people. They're not made for people. Yeah. No, well, I feel like movies in the past were kind of like, hey, how can we get as many people as possible interested in yes. a movie? And now it's more of a niche, mm-hmm. like, okay, is, we're going to yeah. make this specifically for this type of person. Right. Like Who will go see it 10 times? Yeah. Eight, you know, the, eight, what is it? We're on. And Mission Impossible 12 or something? Yeah, oh, it's yeah. been going a while. <laughs> it's like God. the Fast and the Furious movies. Where yeah, Fast and Furious like, 10. Well, I mean, how, many, how many authors have basically written the same book 50 times, you know? Like, James well, Bond? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. James yeah. Bond's Pretty the much the same thing every yeah. time. So are we making progress, Robin? That's the thing about it, because uh, this, this movie's blown up so huge. And, and, and another example of that would be Taylor Swift. Nobody is bigger than Taylor Swift right now. Is it a better time for women right now? Well, I think <laughs> the jury is out. These are these are terrific things, and mm-hmm. uh, we just have to see how that affects the rest of the culture. Because we're, you know, there's still plenty of sexism in the rest of the culture, but will it affect the Hollywood that a young woman like Greta Gerwig can create something this phenomenal? Uh, will it affect the music industry? I, I think we're still waiting to see. Yeah, I guess. Well, I just have to wait it up. But it looks like, from an outside position, it looks like we're making progress. I'm hoping. Well, I, I think the question is: Will more women get the opportunity to do a movie that could be, you know, a tentpole movie like Barbie, because of Greta Gerwig doing this? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hope I hope they will. And Robin, what's her background? I've heard her name several times. I've read some things about her, but I don't know her whole story. What's What's her background? We'll have to research that together. Okay, good. Because I, I, <laughs> I can't, or maybe I'll make her my next book. But uh, you know, she's 
of course, she's she's made other great movies, but I think mm-hmm. probably she's surprised at what happened with this movie. Yeah, and it's serious. like I said, they're using it in commercials now, like mm-hmm. Progressive Insurance, and there are other ones. Mm-hmm. So it's making its point. It's it has an impact. I don't think there's any question about that. Correct. It has an impact. It's having an impact across the society. I, you know, was watching the U.S. Open yesterday, and even the women tennis players were wearing pink. Really? <laughs> were they really? That's, That's pretty cool. Quite, quite a few of them had pink outfits on. It was noticeable. I'm glad to hear it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you can just go on Amazon and get your book. Is that not not correct, Robin? Absolutely. Barbie and Ruth: The Story of the World's Most Famous Doll and the Woman Who Created Her. Barb, oh look at this! Listen to this. You can just go to Amazon. Barbie Ruth: World's Famous Created. That's what it says. So you can just look up oh. Robin Gerber, Barbie and Ruth. That'd be good. The story of the world's most famous doll and the woman who created her. Great story, Robin. I appreciate your time today. You were you were very patient, and I appreciate that. Okay, thank you for having me. Have a good day. Bye. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Barbie. Um, Barbie. It's interesting because, you know, Barbie is having such an impact and all the rest of it. Do you guys, as you two as women, do you still see a lot of sexism out in the world? Uh, last time we tried to talk about this, it didn't go very well. Every time I talk to you, it doesn't go very well. So what's the difference? Wow. Like when I asked you, do I treat boys and girls differently? And you turned on me. I didn't turn on you. I just so... said the truth. I don't know what. I, I think like, everybody, I, yeah, handles, everybody, everybody, everybody handles everybody handles yeah. yeah. everybody like differently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, like, you, you know, it, just the... <clears throat> If I were walking alone at night, you'd be worried about me. But Andy, you'd be like, "Oh, he'll be fine." Kind of like that. Statistically, I'm more likely to be attacked. You don't really know me very well if you think that. Well, I mean, no, you would never think, "Oh, he'll be fine," because you are paranoid about. (laughs) Oh, so no, (laughs) I can't be a good father. I have to be paranoid. That's nice. I mean, seriously, I mean, there's just there are going to always be double standards Mm -hmm. and and we're never going to get rid of them. There's just no way. Well, it's not always a negative thing. Like you're like, oh, I treat women terribly. Like you are more aware maybe of of your wife's feelings than you are of my feelings or something like that. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like there could be little differences like that where it doesn't make you a bad person. Well, like the conversation we had last week of like, you know my big brother's going to come and beat you up kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. like, I'll beat you up. <laughs> I'm perfectly <laughs> capable of beating someone up. Yeah, <laughs> always have been. Like, I've never, you know, like, yeah. you're always like, I'll, I'll take care of it. I'm like, I can take care of it. That's me protecting my family because I wasn't protected as a child. Well, but just that's that, where that whole, came from. But that whole idea of, like, you need a man to come and defend you. That's not the, what I meant by I, that. But, 
But you're you're both saying kind of the same yes, thing, but I'm differently. It's yeah. a societal thing yes. of it's just women need more help than men do in a lot of and I mean yes we are definitely more likely to get attacked. No, you're yeah. not. No, you're not. Andy. Okay, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. Objectively speaking, you're not. How many more women are that. raped okay, than men? Are raped than men per year? How many more men are murdered than women? I uh, that I don't know. Mm. But yeah, women, 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 women are more likely yeah. to be murdered by some that, by someone that, that they know that they're supposed to be in love with. Everyone's yes. more likely to be murdered by someone they know. And in how many I relationships thought... do you hear about? You know, why are there battered women's shelters and not battered men's shelters? Because when they try to open battered men's shelters, feminists shut them down. Oh, oh look it up. It so it's true. Harder. No, it's that is men true. He's so right. No, I'm, I'm, I am objectively I, correct. Well, this is it, what happened. But it does happen a lot more to women. Well, and I'm though? sorry, women are okay. more vulnerable just bec- from a strength perspective of getting beaten right, up. That than, is true. I mean, right. if I, yes. yeah, you've got a, a six foot five guy and a five foot woman you're yeah. gonna, it's a right. it's a problem there's a you're, reason there's a that like sports are separated like exactly. you don't see yeah. men like co-ed boxing leagues like yeah technically speaking no. all the nfl and everything doesn't exclude women it just no woman has True. ever well there's uh, just no right. way you yeah, can't right. get Unless hit you were by a no large way. yeah you can't woman. get hit by a 350 pound linebacker and right. i mean 95 percent okay. of men would die if they tried to play in the yes, NFL. I don't want to get oh, hit by no. a pounds But it's 100% of women. Yeah. Look so how it's many like, gigantic men get brain injuries yeah, and all kinds yeah. of and, physical problems. And at the same time, too, you look at like Ronda Rousey, who was like the huge MMA fight, female MMA fighter back in the day. Like She would have whooped my ass. Like I'm not going to yeah. fight her. So yeah. it's, all, it's all perspective. It is. Like that, so. yeah. No, I understand that. I, I just, like I said, it's just, it's a different world than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Yeah, it's getting I mean, better, I hope. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, there is going. There's never going to be. I mean, if as long as strong people are stronger than weak people, there's never going to be like yeah. 100% equality. We can no. take care of each other and be kind to each other and not use strength to our adva- to disadvantage someone else. We can learn to do that. But there's always going to be a you know the strong survive. Mm-hmm. But I have a question for you. Why do we keep putting up with it? Because America has come a long way. There's no question about that. Yeah, for a for a young country. Yep. Uh, other than Western Europe, the entire Eastern Hemisphere is anti-women, anti. If you're not the same color as me, I hate you. Anti-gay, anti. That whole thing. Well, I don't know there. about that. What? I'd say pretty much all of Asia is, if you're not the same country, I hate you. That's what I'm saying. They don't care about color. Well, they do, actually. Well, yeah, I mean, they don't care about, like, the Hutus and the Tutsis are both African, and they killed each other with the shape of their nose. Mm -hmm. I mean, your nose is different than mine. I better kill you. And, I mean, I think that's also very, like, that whole thing has kind of gone to the wayside because most people, like, the reason China... Yeah, I know. It was the phone. Oh, good. It was the phone? Yep. The guest being on the phone broke the internet. That's How? weird. I just... really think we should just refuse to use phones from now on. I'm just going to say, if the guest can't be on StreamYard, we're not having them on. Yeah, I think you're right. Because it's getting well, awful. It's, but I tell you what, StreamYard's been horrible all day today. It's because of the phone. The phone is interfering with the but internet. I don't think well, anybody how can was on the, the phone, phone be today? interfering with StreamYard? The guest was on the phone. The phone is through the internet. Well, yeah. Have a guest. Um, this is like, no, I'm just saying on the morning show this morning, we didn't have guests on the phone. Oh. And it still failed miserably. 
Maybe StreamYard just Miserably. having a day. No, it's the whole internet, believe me. Oh, okay. Well, so is there anything we can do about it, Andy? I don't know. So not can use we... the phone. So call, not calling out or calling in? That would be ideal. Is that ha- does that have or, something to do with the building, or is it just... just that I can't, couldn't tell you. Does StreamYard have an audio-only link or anything? You could... don't have to be on video to be on StreamYard. Okay. Yeah. And we'll so, why, my, so if somebody doesn't want to be on video, they don't have to be on video. They just turn off their no. webcam or yeah. whatever, yeah. That's what oh. I did with the kids the Easy other day. Peasy. They, wanted to be, they wanted to see the yeah. things. Yep. I just didn't turn their camera on. Okay. Oh, well, then we can just, maybe we should just talk to our booker about Yeah, I think so. Calling. Because they can just, we can send them a link and they can just hop on StreamYard, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Plus it's going to okay. sound a lot better anyway. Yes, it yeah. will. Okay. And any <laughs> device. Um, any device can use it. So if they're on their phone, because everyone... One, two, oh, three. Jesus Christ, oh. StreamYard will kill everyone. Oh, dear. Oh, well. Such violence. Hey, this is, wow. You know, that violent I was going to say, that's not a great <laughs> we, need a, we need a Barbie yeah. to saw apart yeah. of your sex. <laughs> First thing, I'm going to kill I... someone. <laughs> Not someone, yeah, no. everyone. Everyone. Oh, everyone. Right. Is, not yeah, he doesn't discriminate. Yeah. It's everyone. Streamyard's not going to happen. All right, I'm done. That's maybe just my maybe tomorrow. Well, we don't Quit even trying. we don't even post. Yeah, we do stuff much anyway. So. Couple times a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not. It's not like it's mandatory that we. No, no. I mean, it's not like yeah, not an emergency situation. No, emergency it's not. Situation. No, it really isn't. No. Do you guys remember the like two? Well, I guess it was like 2018. The Bishop Sycamore like fake high school that played on ESPN. Oh yeah. Yes. So uh, no. HBO Max they did a Sycamore. Yeah. <laughs> what? So HBO Max has a documentary out about like the whole story of how that all happened right. and it's incredible. Like so this guy created a fake school or a football team that was supposed to be a part of a Christian school and made these kids stay in like hotels, wrote all these bad checks. Like he what? was, I think he's like $300,000 he owes to various, cause it was over the course of like three years. Not one kid graduated. He promised them he could get them into like division one schools and get their ACT scores up and essentially took advantage of inner city kids. Got this team on ESPN. Like they had no training staff or anything like that. And yeah, now he's, like he swears he's going to get it back up and running, but yeah, this guy like a hundred percent a con artist took advantage of all these little kids and like ruined their lives. Jeez. To try and get them on ESPN. Bishop yeah. what? Uh, Bishop Sycamore is Bishop what they call Sycamore the Centurions. There you go. Yeah. Very good, mm-hmm. Andy. Yep. Yeah. It's like even if you're not a like sports fan, like you just it's incredible to watch. It is amazing what kind of scam people can oh, run. Absolutely. It's amazing. Well, look it at is. just Minnesota with the feeding our future and all that. It's like jeez. Mm-hmm. Well, that was only a few hundred million. They were giving they were giving people awards <laughs> yeah, as as they, they were. were scamming the crap out of our state. Uh, it's like wow. And that is racist. That right there is racist as hell. How is that uh, How is that racist? Because they say they're feeding people. But there were black the... people that were stealing the money. Oh, I know they that. Didn't... Oh, you didn't know that? Oh, no. I've... Yeah, the people who stole the money were black. Well, it, well was... some of it. I shouldn't say all of it. Wasn't the uh, cars for kids, wasn't that like a big yep. scam or something oh, like really? that, too? And yeah. daycares, opening up daycare centers. That, yeah. yeah. So I have a question for right. you. How are we going to fix all this? Because... I mean, you look at the five people on this show right now, we've had completely different kinds of lives. I mean, Catherine, you and I never had the childhood that our children did. No. And they didn't even have the, the 
childhood that their children now are having. I mean, where you grow up, who you grew up with, did you have a father, did you have a mother? People have so many differences. To base it all on orientation and skin color is really stupid. People well, are really yeah, di- you're, all different. Yeah, you're way more than just your right parts. <laughs> but do you think we'll ever get to that point where we can say, hey, look, maybe we could have a little patience here. Yes, treat everyone the same, but we're going to have to figure out how to do that. Well, I think that society always goes, you know, to... Okay, we don't like what's happening, so we're going to be angry, and we're going to blame, and we're going to yell, and we're going to protest, and we're going to rip and tear and do all this stuff, and we're going to, that's how we're going to raise awareness, which is great. I guess that has to be done. And then there has to be the other side of turmoil, because you can't just live in turmoil all the time. You have to get beyond it and go, okay, how do we actually problem solve here? And we're just not at that point yet. And look where we are now. The thing that was announced in Australia yesterday is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard in my entire life. What's what that thing? Did you hear about this? No. no. Uh, Australia announced that uh, chess players have got to change the way they play chess because throughout chess's history, because uh, there are different, different little pieces, mm-hmm. uh, the white pieces have always started the game. It's a piece. Who cares? I know. It doesn't represent people. No, but they said you cannot allow white people to have not white white pieces to always start. Black pieces have to start half the time. And if they really want to like make that argument, then why don't you just change the colors of the pieces altogether? Yeah, why is it white versus black? Have orange and purple. There we go. We can all be ridiculous. Let's go back to the 90s. Hot pink and teal. There you go. Hot. Ooh, those are nice. I like hot pink and teal. teal But then it turns into, what is happening with my voice today? Then it turns into male, female. Pink yeah, mm-hmm. then you're going to get the male-female thing. You're absolutely Back then, hot pink, everyone wore hot pink. Well, the problem is, is you, can, you can find a problem if you're looking for a yes, problem. You can. And that's the problem, and that, is that you can find well, a problem if well, you want Well, and that's to. what we have with, you know, the academic types that just sit in their little... Protected area. Protected area mm-hmm. yep. and, and look for things that they can publish a paper about or talk at, you know, the faculty tea. They're just looking for issues. Andy, would you do me a favor and look up how much dough Harvard has in the bank? Mm-hmm. It is billions of dollars. Yes, it is. It's, and nobody's ever going to see that other than that. It's a mid-sized that. city, I believe. Uh, they have $53 billion in assets. $53 billion. And yet they won't do free tuition for all. No. Nope. Why not? They won't do it. So you're telling us how to run our lives, and you're sitting on a pile of $53 billion? Well, and see, that's and what pisses me off people? about you know having to pay for everybody's college education. All of these colleges have tons of money. Mm-hmm. Tons. They tons. Do. tons. Universities, colleges, they have tons of money but they don't give it back to the students they just keep raising tuition fees and yep. raising everything yep. and they're it's just that's why what <laughs> why aren't why isn't the government saying you've got to fork over some cash too you've got to solve it. at you, least half the problem and you know they all have money when it was everybody's student loans are going to be forgiven conversation and there yep. wasn't just enormous pushback from every university because essentially you're saying, wait, now I don't get my money. Well, you don't, Harvard doesn't care if they're not getting their money necessarily because it's $53 billion in assets. Harvard is getting their money. (laughs) Right. But the taxpayers are paying Harvard for somebody to go to school. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. 
but they're no. the heroes. Yeah. And explain to me, how yeah, are they a, the heroes? They're the biggest money-grubbing pigs on earth. What a chump I was. I worked two, three jobs and didn't live on campus to finish school. What a chump. And I paid all my loans back. Once chump. Again, there are people, because Catherine and I had a very, you know, have a very nice life and all the rest of it. So Andy and Alex's tuition was paid and, all, and we're happy to do it and all the rest of it. And then I found out people who are a hell of a lot more wealthy than we are, their kids got scot free. They didn't have to pay for anything. Scholarships a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know. I know a couple of very wealthy people that told their kids that they were not paying them, for them to go to college, and if they wanted to go to college, they better get into a sport and get a get a scholarship, yeah. which they did, which takes away from somebody else, even though they've got the money exactly. to pay for their kid to go to school. I mean, I understand the lesson <clears throat> behind it. You know, I'm not. You know, you're a grown up now. You have to deal with your own stuff, but. Here's an interesting fact. If Harvard was a country, it would be the 89th richest country in the world. <laughs> yep. Just one university. Out of 212, by the way. So it would be in the top 50th, or uh, the top 50%. 50% of all countries in the world. Yep. Harvard University. Yep, but they don't mm-hmm. kick in any cash. No. No, Sorry. can't lower those uh, tuitions. So how much does it cost oh, to go God. to Harvard? Yeah, what is oh, let's see. Fortune. Go to Harvard. What is that? I mean, because you want to get in that club. Oh, God. You do want to get in that club because you're pretty much set. Oh, you're guaranteed to be carried your whole damn life. Yeah. Yeah. 78,000 a year. Jeez. Just for tuition, or is that everything? That's tuition. Well, tuition alone is $55,000. $55,000. But uh, other costs is twenty two. So 78. Oh, it's got to be more than that. $312,000 to go there for four years. And that's just a general degree. Yeah, That's but, not like, yeah, and then you yeah, get to be president after degree. that, and then you get to be president, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> and you don't, or run you make on. that in one speaking engagement. Yeah. Now, does that exactly. include housing and all the rest of it? Probably Apparently, not. Yes. Yeah. Oh, does it? He said other. All the expenses. tuition was fifty-five, and then other expenses. Yeah, but that'd be more than twenty grand a year. Mm-hmm. That's twenty-two grand. So there you go. Yeah. Well, yeah, but for I mean, you know, I think it'd be a lot more than that. That does seem a little low for it's Harvard standards. Well, housing, like, I mean. Dorm, dorms aren't crazy. Dorms, aren't, dorms aren't crazy. No. Well, they're more than two, two grand a month in Massachusetts. I can guarantee you that. No, I Probably not know. dorms. No. no, dorms? Like an apartment, uh, maybe. Yeah. But dorms, no. Consider the fact that dorms are just like, do they even have bathrooms in them? Some they're of them usually do. shared Mining bathrooms. Yeah. yeah. Shared bathroom, Depends. shared laundry. It's basically just enough room for two beds. Yeah. That's what a dorm yeah, is. Yeah, you were in a traditional dorm, the first one, and then you moved into like a, a sweet thing. sweet thing. A bunch of other. Which, yeah. yeah. And that had a bathroom in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got yelled at the whole day. What? The whole day. I got yelled at by the other parents the whole day because we had to carry Alex's 48 inch TV up into a room. <laughs> and they were looking at us like, what the hell are you. Because now we got to do that for our kids. Which I never hardly used because my roommate, Your roommate. My roommate was too busy. You had a. <laughs> Very interesting roommate. <laughs> I have a, I've had some really, really interesting roommate experiences. Yes, you have. I had yeah. three in a row that I was just like, what is wrong with you? And that's why I was like, I'll move in with Andy. <laughs> <laughs> He's way easier to deal with than any of these ladies. Oh, I suppose that's probably true. And I can tell him what to do. How about <laughs> if you ate on campus? Was that very expensive? No. No, no very no. cheap. Oh, was it cheap? It's, like, well, it's a little bit of a racket, though, because... Be- because you had to pay, you had to pay for X amount of meals, whether that you use them or not. Yeah. Yeah. You had to have if you had a meal plan, you had to pay for. And it was mm-hmm. it, yeah, and it was a lot of meals because they were assuming that every 
kid was going to eat f- breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I remember St. Kate's, yeah. it was two meals a day was like on your meal plan. Okay. And then if you got extra stuff, then it was like if you ate every single yeah, because meal. Why there. would you pay for a meal um, or a breakfast? When I, when I was at St. Kate's, I saw girls having uh, sugared cereal mm-hmm. in a giant bowl in the in the cafeteria and pouring Pepsi. Oh. What? On top of it. Oh, my God. Why? Because oh they couldn't do that at home when they were a teenager. Oh, Mom and Dad would, feel wouldn't let them. Sick. Yeah. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. I'll never forget <laughs> watching that. I'm like, what the? Oh, my God. That's gross. Just gave me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. Well, Coke on top of. It's a lot of, of sugar. Uh, what, what's the really, the Fruit Loops? Fruit Loops are pretty Fruit Loops are very, you know, the little, flakes. The little pebble ones. Oh, Fruity, oh, Fruity pebbles. pebbles. Fruity Pebbles yeah, and Coca-Cola. Mm, oh, yum. Breakfast of champions. Yeah. Do they have teeth rot right out of their heads? <laughs> Were there any Jesus. teeth left at the end of the semester? I don't know. You know, yeah. I will tell you, and I've never announced this publicly, but I, no. my college career, I paid for every cent of the food, the tuition. Your and day? Everything. Because <laughs> yeah, I went for one day. <laughs> yeah, so, say, I... let me just point out the one day that I went to college. Well, let me guess, you didn't bother dropping the course and ended up paying for it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was like nine hundred bucks. So, yeah, yeah, just paid him the nine hundred yeah. bucks for a day. Yeah. I honestly got will never. I walked in there and the people were all, "Hey, you're new to the class." I said, "Yeah." They're talking to me like this, and then you know, "Well, it's great having you, Clem. I'm really glad you signed up." The teacher comes in, uh, Professor. May I ask a question? Oh, All of a sudden, he had a British accent. Well, maybe like, he what? was British. Maybe. No, he was not. <laughs> no. And he was, was faking the American them. accent. I once went to a class that I was not enrolled in for the whole half of a semester. You did? Yep. Well, that's great. Was, How much well, did we pay for that? Zero dollars. Oh. <laughs> I went yeah, to a class. Stole it. Yeah, but then you had to make it up and buy. <laughs> here's no, I didn't. Okay, here's Most what happened. Don't go to the classes that they are. Here's what happened. In. I was enrolled in a class, and it was half a semester long, which I didn't know. I was. It was my first semester of college, oh. and I was enrolled in like it was like a sports science class because my two interests were like physical therapy and English education. My first semester of college. And so it was some like sports science class that was half of the semester. And then we had a break and then we came back and they said like, it's going to be some type of other like kinesiology thing the second half of the semester. I figured it was just the same, like, oh, you're enrolled in both. And Mm -hmm. it just is two sections. I was enrolled in the first half of the semester, but not the second half of the semester. I did not know because my professor did not take attendance. <laughs> or grade oh, and or grade and put anything into the system until the very end of the uh, semester. So I did all of the uh, work, and it wasn't not. until I was in the middle of doing my final project for this class that he was like, "You're not in this class." Why couldn't you petition to <laughs> no. get in? I mean, if you did it, I don't, I don't even remember. That's and that I was that was your furious. that was your freshman yes. counselor's problem. Yes. that was not a good counselor. Yes. She was a very bad counselor. I yeah. actually was like, I need a new counselor because this is ridiculous. Yeah. I remember you having problems not being able to figure She's stuff out with horrible. yeah, horrible. yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that was super always cool. move on super when you're dealing cool. with somebody that's terrible at their I job. Did. I sure did. <laughs> always move on. I absolutely did. But, but even yeah, customer like, service, just hang up and call back yes. and see if you can get somebody else. Yeah, but I didn't know that there were half semester classes. Oh, wow. And I didn't run into a half semester class the rest of my college career. <laughs> Jeez. You know, had I known, by the way, I would have probably gone to college had I known after we 
dropped Andy and Alex off at college, that you didn't, I mean, it was about a block walk to pizzerias, delicatessens. Oh, to, college is a great place. Yeah, to just right. everything's, great everything's right there. It's yep. right there. Yep. It's like, why didn't I go to college? And, and things like around the college seem to be a lot cheaper than the actual like experience yeah. of going yes. to college. Because yeah. they probably feel bad, like, oh, we are taking all of your money just so you can come right. to school here. So, yeah, we're going to give you a dollar a slice pizza and mm-hmm. happy hour. And oh. <laughs> there was a bar in Minneapolis that it, they called it flip for drinks. It was uh, Burrito Loco. But it was literally like they flipped a coin. And if it was heads, like you got your drinks for free. And if not, you had to pay for them. And it was what? the always pack. Because, yeah, you just come in, you flip a coin. And, all right, cool. Now I get my drink for free and that I would have to pay for it. But they got people in the door. What if everybody got the right one and they nobody paid for the drink? Oh, that's a risk they were willing to take. Holy Well, God. that's like when I lived in New York, I always went to the Whole Foods near NYU because the prices were cheaper than the ones yeah. in Union mm-hmm. Square. There you of go. Just, of Whole Foods. And that's just a few blocks away. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. And that's oh, how the life student, should Well, be. students just won't pay it. Yeah. They just... You know, student, like most students are on a budget, and yeah. they have to. You know. The exact same thing, a few blocks away, was cheaper wow. because it was by NYU. That's crazy. I know. I, that was the most impressive thing for me. And of course, we only got about two minutes left, so I will point out again: we dropped the kids off at college, go back home, and I got kind of mopey. Oh. And Catherine said, "What's the matter with you?" I said, "What do you mean the kids moved out and went to college?" She said. They're six miles from here. <laughs> you can visit them anytime. You can visit them anytime. And they'll be over want. here for laundry and free meals. Trust yes. me. You can see them out. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and I ended up moving back home for the my, oh, part right. of my second. Oh, no, my first year and second year I moved back home at the end because my roommate situations were so ridiculous. That was it. When yeah. I walked in, and I'm not kidding you, I walk into her dorm room and there's food everywhere and i said alex what are you doing I said that's not me yeah. i mean there's like chicken bones and bread there's like yeah. garbage everywhere yeah. which was filthy my freshman year uh. roommate he had a drawer in so we had a, like a desk that kind of wrapped around like one of the walls and in the top drawer that's where he kept all of his dirty dishes uh. from like ramen noodles uh. and cups and why? whatever else why would you do that yeah. that it just was the most logical yeah because you'd have to, to walk keep down the hall and yeah. wash it yeah, you don't want to do that. So we're up and everybody can hear us now, Andy? No. Internet's down again. Oh, because oh, I just got a oh, message saying, do you know if I am the only one that had problems listening today, kept breaking up, like as if I had a bad signal? I listen at work on my laptop, no Wi-Fi, enjoy the day. So how are we going to fix this, Andy? Or can you get where like the show is streaming on one Wi-Fi network lane, and then you have like a guest stream where that everybody connects like their phones to, and that's like where you run like the phone line through. If that makes sense, Andy. We're gonna talk to Comcast and see if they know what's going on. Okay. And otherwise, I don't know. We do paying the bill. We do have a backup (laughs) connection. Maybe it wouldn't be a bad idea. I love that my honestly my voice. My laptop says connected to the connected to Wi-Fi. No internet, strong signal. Hmm. So yeah, something bad doesn't add up. No. Which one is it? Well, I heard and we're connected. I heard there's banging and booming upstairs again. Maybe they're doing. Yeah, maybe maybe somebody cut something. Interference. Who knows? I wouldn't doubt it. All right, that's gonna do it. So when we go silent here, it's on purpose. Yes. Have a good day. 